Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Suzanne Blumpson. Today we're looking at executive pay after Jeff Fairburn was asked to stand down as chief executive of the UK house builder Persimmon. His bumper bonus had become a lightning rod for criticism of high executive pay and the company said it had decided a change of leadership was necessary because the controversy was damaging the reputation of the business. So does this mean an end is in sight for excessive executive pay or is this just an isolated case? John Murray Brown puts the question to the FT's Naomi Rovnik and attracts a Mooney. So Naomi, how did Jeff Fairburn come to be Britain's highest paid chief executive last year? Well, it wasn't a reward for failure in which um, you know many schemes have been criticised, but it was a failure of reward. In 2012, when Persimmon's share price was around £6.50, the company incentivised him to return cash to shareholders without taking on debt to do so. And as every cash return happened, he was awarded a lump of shares. But because the share price of Persimmon rose to more than £25 from £6.50 or so when the LTIP was designed, the long-term incentive plan, the amount of shares he was given for successfully returning cash to shareholders and doing what he was meant to do went to a value of £110 million. The failure of the reward, as it were, was that there was no cap put on how much he could earn. How come the share price rose so dramatically? Well, two reasons. I mean, house builders have risen a lot since 2012 because of house prices. But Persimmon had a particularly sweet spot in the market in that around 60% of the houses it sold last year, for example, are bought by people who are using the government's help to buy scheme. That's a subsidy for first time buyers to help them get on the ladder. Persimmon sells a lot of starter homes, a lot of new builds. So it really, really did well out of help to buy. So part of the political worries about this outside bonus was that it was partly paid for in effect by government subsidy, which comes from us, the taxpayers. And has he responded when challenged about the size of this pay packet? He's been very quiet. He's not given really any details on what he's going to do with the money, how he's going to be taxed on it. He's revealed that the money is going into a charitable trust, but we don't know which causes it's going to or whether the trust has been structured more for tax efficiencies, shall we say, than for actual giving. And so what has prompted his departure as the chief executive now? I think the company had enough of the negative publicity and the distraction, the shareholder revolts. Obviously, negative publicity comes from companies doing negative things, but, you know, that's how they would put it. They said it was a distraction. The chairman who oversaw this LTIP and the head of the remuneration committee at the time have both left. And I think there was quite a move within the company to try and claw some of Fairburn's bonuses back. He didn't like that. So it came to a standoff and off he goes. And do you think also that house building is a particularly visible sector and that is another reason why he attracted so much criticism? I think retail that employs a lot of people, pubs which have a lot of constituents in them and house building which has a lot of younger voters getting upset and their parents are all good hobby horses, yes. So, Tractor, is this something of a victory for shareholder revolts over what many see as excessive pay awards for senior executives? I think it's kind of a mixed situation. Realistically, shareholders could have stopped this back in 2012 when this plan was structured and proposed. Um, They didn't. Um, And then they started making noise last year. The issue now is they've lost a good CEO. When I was speaking to top 10 shareholders, um, they all recognise that he has done a very good job running the business. But they felt that the negative publicity was so great that he couldn't stay in place anymore. Shareholders have been, in general, 
pretty upset about his both his public and private comments around his pay. They don't feel he's done enough. And, you know, walking out of that BBC interview, he walked out of a BBC interview earlier this year when he was asked a question about pay, it felt controversial to shareholders and that didn't help his cause. So there's not that much sadness among shareholders that he has departed. And will this have any impact on other companies, do you think? Other companies are saying that they are taking pay very seriously and they're setting just rewards. But regardless, we are still seeing big payouts. They're not as big as this level, but we've had some outsized payouts at Melrose, for example, this year, and a fairly decent-sized revolt at its AGM over the payout. So the companies will defend it and they will say these payouts are justified because we're performing really strongly and the CEO is doing exactly what they're paid to do. But this is a pretty unique situation simply because of the huge size of the payout. What it has done, it has drawn politicians' attention to huge pay uh, awards at big listed companies. Whether they can continue, whether you can continue paying $49 million or $110 million to a CEO uh, is, is questionable. So will this blow over or do you think this is actually a very important turning point? For Persimmon? The view of shareholders is that they hope this is the end of it for Persimmon. But for the rest of the corporate sector, I think this is going to be used as the example of when executive pay got out of control and it will become much harder for other companies to pay such levels in the future. That was John Mary Brown talking to Naomi Rovnik and the Tractor Mooney. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another news feature tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, do take a look at our latest subscription offer at ft.com offer. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.